This is a Dancepreneuring Studio podcast, session number 223, Transforming Pain into Powerful Expression with Joey Cooper. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this session of the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast. My name is Annette Bone, and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the joy and privilege of sharing my journey back into the dance world after a 20 plus year hiatus. The lessons I've learned, the transformation I've experienced, and the wonderful creatives I've met along the way who share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics that will help move your life and your business forward. Thank you so much for joining me. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. It is so wonderful to be back behind the microphone, and I cannot think of a better way to uh, come back to this than with my guest today. And I'm just so honored and so excited because uh, I've known uh, this amazing artist for a while and just seeing him go go through the things that he's gone through and give to the dance community and just the things that he's developed throughout his career in different aspects of dance and community and industry. And it's just amazing. So let me go ahead and give you a bit of an intro. Joey Cooper um, is the strategic director of the Breakthrough Experience. And I'll just read his um, credits here and give you some context. But also, I want to reference that he's been on the show twice. And these episodes are definitely worth going back into because he shares a ton of stuff, not only about the dance industry, but what brought him to where he's at even today. And just his amazing story of comeback and overcoming and the difficulties that he has endured. And I think you'll be very inspired, but um, let me go ahead and go into his bio. Joey Cooper is a veteran of the dance community as a choreographer, dancer, and instructor for Boogie's Own Breed OCLA and through the West Coast for over 15 years. He has co-founded and directed Twisted Elegance LA and is now the director and founder of Twisted Elegance Las Vegas. He served as an honorary faculty instructor for Jan Pham, the movement. His work includes assisting industry legends such as Rob Vinson and Tina Landon, and his industry credits include artists such as Cisco and Weezer. He currently serves as the strategy director for the Backstage Foundation as he continues to advocate and champion opportunities for dancers. And I can say from knowing Joey, he champions not only for the dancer, but for everybody. He is uh, one of the most giving, kindest, funniest people that I've met. And I'm just, I'm just so honored that I get to um, have him again on the show. Joey, are you ready to go? I'm as ready as I'm going to get. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, I'm just, I'm so excited to hear what you have going on. You know, it, I still have to re- uh, refer to the pandemic because even though it's been what three plus years, I still feel like we're recovering in, in a certain way, especially with being as, you know, being artists and stuff and just the changes that have gone in all industries and, and, uh, dance, you know, not being, uh, without its own challenges and things like that. Um, catch me up, catch us up on what's been going on in the world of J period entertainment, Joey Cooper, you know, all the things you always have so many different things going on and, and such, um, wise words 
of inspiration to share every time, every time we, you know, we have contact, you, you always impact me in a, in a very strong way. So, so bring us up to date. Okay. Well, um, let's see. I mean, if we're doing this more chronologically than anything else, um, in 2019, when I relocated to Vegas at that particular point in time, I was relocating in context, you know, for my marriage. And so I was going to be taking a break from dancing and then the world decided to call out on itself for the next several years and as we know the the pandemic impacted you know what everyone was doing from a creative standpoint so i think what i transitioned over to just to kind of keep that space moving was i was doing the joey cooper fixes your life podcast because i was life coaching at that time i was working with a small handful of students i was able to graduate a small handful of them from the teachings that i uh, i provide um so there was that and then if you fast forward a little bit farther, um, I had some changes go on in a personal sense. You know, my um, my marriage is being dissolved. I'm going through a divorce, you know, so there's, you know, as all great life changes go, you know, you as a person also go through your own series of changes as well. And that also impacted me significantly on a creative end. I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do and the ability to engage was very difficult. Um, I think I was just working very, very hard and very intently on trying to get through managing that emotional space of, of ending a significant relationship and how that also had influenced a lot of the things that I was doing. So when it came back to getting into dancing, um, it happened a, a lot more powerfully from working with the Backstage Foundation. Um, I've been working with the head of the foundation. Her name is Kari Hovde. Um, we've known each other for over 20 years. She was actually a student of mine. Um, and when she first decided to start and launch the organization, uh, she approached me, I want to say it was probably in 2020, somewhere, somewhere in the maybe August-ish, October-ish timeframe. No, it had to be, it had to be August because we had our, our actual like kind of launch and jump off in October. But, um, from doing the work with the foundation, it actually helped me settle into doing more work out here in Las Vegas. So I literally ended up um, doing projects that started off with, you know, all things related to my love language with Janet, right? Um, putting together yes. a project that that stemmed from working with the foundation. And, and then from that, everything just kind of exploded on its own. Um, Jan Pham you know, got back into its own resurgence, um, you know, sh a, a year later after that, you know, we were, and I mean, on the back end, we were already talking and planning about doing things. And, you know, I got the chance to work more intently with Rodney uh, Hubbard Jr., who was the, you know, the creator of JanFam and, and what his goals were. And he had a couple of ideas that he had um, in his head that he wanted to do. And then that kind of, you know, developed a little bit more and, and that became a, a particular class he wanted to do with Tina. And then prior to me leaving LA, I began working with Tina Landon more um, closely. So I've been her Janet Jackson specific assistant for the past several years. So whenever she decides to go in and teach a class, um, you know, granted I'm available to work with her, she'll bring me in and we'll, we'll teach her material together. And, and that's been a massive honor, obviously, for someone who's followed her work since, you know, I was a, a child, you know, and then you get to work side by side with these people and, and you find out all the, the wonderful and amazing things that you 
would have hoped were true about them absolutely are, you know, so that there were all these other pieces that were kind of slowly putting themselves together. So Kari has a show um, in in Seattle. We do the Backstage Foundation's very first annual um, benefit show called In the Spotlight. I asked Tina if she would be willing to be a speaker for that event. And then she agrees and then she meets Kari. And then I introduce Kari to Junior. And then um, next thing you know, we're doing a JanFem event in Atlanta. And in that event, it's me, Kari, and Junior, and Jimmy Locus, and Tina. And we're all just there, just living like our best lives in this particular workshop setting. And then that transitioned into having a separate talk about, you know, what would we all want to do for the dance community to help continue building it and uplifting it and, you know, motivating dancers. And that's how the idea of the the breakthrough um, experience basically happened. It was just a, from a larger conversation of, you know, all of us looking at the different ways in which we see the dance community moving. And then after that, it was like, okay, well, what can we do and how can we impact it with the knowledge that we all have um, individually and collectively? And then after that, it was just meeting, 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 meeting. I mean, that's literally the, like the cornerstone of all things we do. You get on Zoom and you have a meeting and you figure out you know, the next series of steps and what you want to do. And then, you know, you launch, um, you know, we did our first date in Atlanta, um, not, not too far back. And it was just fulfilling just all around. Just you, you get into a space with dancers and the idea is to help them break through whatever their barriers are that they feel may impact their professional pursuits. Cause it is a, um, a workshop that is designed for, um, intermediate advanced level dancers who have industry pursuits. Um, and those who may have a personal stake in dancing as well, we talk about where your breakthroughs can be even that because your craft work also impacts that same space um, for how you feel about yourself personally. Um, so that's pretty much like the short, 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 short of between the pandemic and the world exploding and where we are now. That's that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm getting back into performing. I'm getting back into directing. Um and I'm getting back into feeling more um, change. And I think that's been the most central word of the last, probably the last year and a half for me is change. Change. Yes, quite a bit. And uh, I remember when you had, uh, you were just about to leave LA and I'm like, Oh my gosh, Joey's not going to be here and he's not going to be teaching. And I, I know he's stepping away just for a little bit. And, and it, but I thought, okay, when he comes back, it'll be when he's supposed to come back. And um, that is, certainly what is happening. And it's, and I have to mention that, you know, on the Facebook feed where it gives you memories, like, you know, whatever happened five years ago, 10 years ago, whatever, and how appropriate, how serendipitous that my memory for today, as we're recording it, this was a thank you message to you and Rodney for a, an awesome Jan fam, the movement experience, which wow. Talk about, you know, in, unless you've gone through that, that, um, Jan Pham, the movement experience yourself. You just don't realize, especially being, if you're a fan of Janet Jackson and her work and everything yeah. that surrounds that, it's like, it's like nothing else, right? I mean, you, of course, you no. being such an integral part of it, but me like, wow, just, uh, you know, the, the experiences that you, you and Rodney provided, like, I, 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 I remember the last one. I'm like, am I really doing this? I'm like, am I really learning this from Joey and like, from Tina. And it's just, it's just amazing. So I'm so happy to see that 
that is evolving into even something even more with JanFam, with the Breakthrough Experience. And um, as you were talking about this, I was wondering with um, the content that you're working with, with these dancers that are looking to get into the industry or refine what they're doing in the industry already, what are you finding is the um, the pinch point, the common pinch point with um, the dancers that you're working with? For sure, at, at least as as we've encountered it thus far, is there's a there's a level of confidence, right, in terms of what they're doing, and like even the ownership of that level of confidence. Like, do I do I just like? And it's really funny because we we talked about this idea of deserving, right? Because Tina and Jimmy come mm -hmm. from the old school, and they're like, you deserve nothing, right? You got to work for everything, <laughs> right? And, and 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 they came up at a point in time. Um, What happened? I lost you for a moment. You can start again. Yeah, okay. go ahead. I'm sorry. You, like we interrupted a second, right? Okay, but like Jimmy and Tina come from like the old, like the old school. Like they were brought up where, like, I mean, not only are you hustling from job to job to get there, but like you got to not only earn your spot in that space, but you know you got to show up as a dancer, mm -hmm. right? So they they are built um, differently in that in that aspect. Um, so when we talk about deserving, um, and how that word has slightly shifted in this new age and era of dancer, like when you've worked hard enough and you now got into a place, a lot of dancers talk themselves out of feeling like they deserve to be there. I mean, I've experienced that, you know, we talked about imposter yes, syndrome before, yes. um, and feeling, and, and feeling like, Whatever it is you're doing, you don't feel worthy of it. And I think that's the thing that we're encountering the most is just this level of one's value in the craft work. Do, am I valuable to get the job? Am I valuable in having this, in having this job? Um, and then does it also agree with my own personal values? You know, there's a little bit of everything, but it, a lot of it seems to be centralized in that level of confidence in the field, right? And then, of course, opportunity is its own thing, having to learn um, in a lot of different ways how all projects, when you're booking them for artists, are a marketing situation, you know, like they're going for a particular look that they're trying to set up behind the artist. Um, and they're, they're crafting that to push album sales and this, that, and the other. So even all the way down to live performances, they want to create a very specific aesthetic. So you may be the most talented dancer in the world, and you may not know that that's part of the craft work, is knowing if you're going to fit into the marketing, right? And not internalizing if you get that audition or if that job um, works out for you or if you get taken off of a job, right? So there's a lot of working pieces to that in terms of how we're encountering what people have just shared, just even just in passing. Um, and what's been the most powerful is people feeling heard, people feeling acknowledged. I think that is where I, I, I come back to that deserving space. Like, you know, the ability to become visible when you may have not have that chance or opportunity and having two very prolific individuals like Tina and Jimmy give you that level of acknowledgement, just even in the working space of the classroom just has proven to be very powerful. Do you feel like you 
cultivated that already, that, that skill set, that innate ability to, because of your personal experiences and, and, um, because of the challenges and the struggles that you've been through of, you know, having to be your best cheerleader and be, you know, having to pick yourself up. Do you feel like you cultivated that already within when you, your work with breed and with twisted elegance and, you know, that translating to now the work that you're doing with a breakthrough and backstage foundation. Do you see the correlation? Do you see, you know, what do you think about that? Yes. I mean, and, and actually, well, yeah, I see it more now than, than ever. Right. And I think it's also because I'm also taking a different level of ownership that that is something that is part of my own brand. Yes. Right. How funny to, to, to say that. Right. However, what, what I've encountered with a lot of dancers that I've, I've, I've worked with on projects is there's always, for me, there's always a level of personal investment in bringing someone onto a project. You know, there's more than just, Hey, I would like to bring people in to come dance. You know, even when we were doing things for Jan fam, when we were doing the tribute rehearsals, we always talked not just about the importance of all the choreographers and the choreography and the time frame in which it existed. We talked about, each other. We talked about ourselves. We talked about human condition. And I think that's just something that's pervasive to me as someone who's, um, have a pretty hefty developed sense of empathy, yes. right? I, I, I can feel for other people. Right. Um, and so I think for me, in terms of any work that I, I plan to do, I want to make sure that people are in a safe place in a place where they can explore and they can they can speak and they can talk and they um, can be seen. And I think all of those things have just lent to that idea that, you know, create opportunities and spaces for dancers where they're going to get more from that space other than just the dancing. And um, I'm taking greater ownership of that now than I did in the past. I think before it may have been just this thing where it's like, that's, wonderful and great to hear from other people however i just i never really considered the volume at which i was hearing it i and i don't mean that in a negative way i mean like like as if someone was saying something it was important i mean i just never really took a step back to really consider how frequently i was being told that kind of thing like you know going to work on a project with you is not like working with anybody else or you always manage to to find some way to help me reconnect with a b and c and it's a person it's a personal thing i mean even last night when we were doing um i performed in carnival um and we got to pray um and one of my dancers had specifically said to me he goes you know you're one of the main reasons why i'm still doing what i feel like i'm able to do today like please don't don't think and don't feel like your efforts are 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 are, are wasted ever like you're doing something that people just don't do anymore you're investing in dancers and you know so it was it was beautiful to to hear it and i'm just i'm in thinking about it more and more it's like those are the kinds of things i want to align myself in uh with when it comes to doing the craft work i want to be in spaces that are advocating for dancers to get more um more development past just their dancing are your soft skills performance are your soft skills what about your personal skills those are the ones that, that teach people how to care about other people and going into spaces with a healthier mindset. I care a lot more about those things. And so dancing is just a wonderful vehicle to be able to explore them. It certainly is. And I can attest to even as you said, um, you know, you have a wider lens now. We're doing the work that you're doing. 
even back then when you were still in California and I was able to train with you and experience some of these things with you, I still felt that like, maybe that wasn't your complete focus, but I always felt like you were always about the student. Like you were always about how can I empower the student to get the choreography, to feel like that they can do the choreography, especially some of your intricate stuff. My goodness. Like you were still able to break it down for us, you know, and you were still able to have us, have us own it. Right. Which is, which was fantastic, which is a huge testament to you as a, a choreographer and a teacher as an educator. So all of that obviously is being, you know, even evolved in a, in a really wonderful way now with your work. And, and I, I do have to say that with your, um, I, I can't forget just the uh, just the intensity and the impact of the workshops with, uh, well, first of all, you being on the other two episodes, I have to mention it now because we we're talking about imposter syndrome, episode number 148, overcoming imposter syndrome, and episode number 183, the bridge from broken to breakthrough. And that was based on my experience. How funny is that? The bridge from what'd broken you, what'd to you breakthrough? Say, no, how funny is that? The bridge from broken to breakthrough. And, and that's, and now that's a part of the tour that I'm working on. You know yes. what I'm saying? How, how weird of all things. Let me interrupt you, but this, as you said, I was like, oh my God, of all, of all things. Right? Episode 180. Okay. Yeah, Continue. no worries. Episode 183. Again, episode 148. Go back, listen to Joey. Episode 183. I was going to say about that. That was a, a if, um, you, you had to be there. It was the, one of the most gut wrenching, heartfelt, um, just like Jan fam, the movement, you got to be there in person, but this one, this Joey laid it all out there. Like he laid it all out there. I, I, uh, maybe I'll add some of the pictures and just, uh, some of the stuff I had from, cause Joey and I had a live conversation there for this, um, episode and in the, in the studio, like the studio was that space, um, at now epicenter. It's, it was formerly boogie zone. It's called epicenter. Now Joey's whole career up to that point and more like personal things from when he was growing up and the things that inspired him. Oh, wow. Okay. I, now that I'm saying it, I got to add those pictures and stuff. So they have a point of reference when they listen to that episode, <laughs> the bridge from broken oh, yeah, to Joel, breakthrough. Joel Cooper experience. Yeah. From the brave and fearless yes. workshop that we were doing with, uh, with Renee yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it, it's interesting that you mentioned that because again, we're talking about just the journey, mm-hmm. right? You know, and, and everyone, everyone is, 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 is on a different journey, you know, trying to get from point A to point B and what kinds of things are you learning about yourself and learning about the kind of people you keep around you and, and what you choose to aspire to. And again, we're talking about, you know, these things, they, they're, it's, you got to see a part of my, my life in, in spurts in, you know, just from the kinds of things I brought into that space. And, and the most important thing was just, you know, watching and connecting, you know, connecting with this, with the things that I was sharing. And when I think about those things now, that's again, like I said, it's, it's part of the cornerstone of the way I work with dancers or I work on projects with people, you know, the connecting is such an important part of what we do, because if you're going to go on stage or if you're going to go out there and perform, you want to be able to connect with your audience. And the only way to be able to do that is to have some level of accessibility to one's emotions, yes. right? Um, so the Joel Cooper experience that we had from Brave and Fearless was probably one of the easiest means and accessibility 
for others to my own emotional state by by being able to walk you through all these exhibits yes. that were from my mm-hmm. life, right? You know? Um, and you know, when I and again when I think about that place in particular, I remember saying to you, I've been a lot of me's. There's been a lot of me's. And that was that was overwhelming to be in that space and seeing all those different versions of myself, right? And when I think about it now, um, I have something new that I, I say to that, you know, accepting every you that you've ever been. Oh, that's you great. Know? And I think that allows you to, you know, I think it allows you to walk more fully and feel more whole towards who you feel you can be. You know, everything that you were, that you had to be in different moments were how you survived those spaces or got through those spaces. And, you know, it's so funny because a lot of times people will look at, you know, wanting to be different or wanting to be better. And better is always this thing where it's not you anymore. It's some other, it's some other thing. And I always look at it as, you know, you're, you're, you're evolving into that next space of you. And those other yous are not any less valuable or any less crucial or any less important. So when we talk about, you know, how do we connect people and purposefulness and change and all of that. It's all a manner of accepting the story that comes along with what has become your why. And that's how we got into the breakthrough experience in general was how how do we help people reconnect with what is their why? And, And everyone has that, you know, and I would hope everyone has found that on their journey at some point. Why they're doing something. And when it comes to dance, why are you dancing? What do you hope to get out of that? What spaces do you help? Uh, do you want to build? And that's where I'm at in my life right now is what, what can I build that other people can live inside of, you know, and, and continue to sustain themselves and, and, and feel nurtured and, and uplifted. Cause we need, we need that. I need that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I, I feel like uh, having that kind of environment, having people like that, that have that same philosophy of nurturing and caring and investment can only help the art to evolve to a different level because all of that is informing, you know, yes. just beyond the choreographer. Oh my God, Annette. Oh my God. I love that you said that. Okay. Helping the art evolve, yes. right? I'm so glad you said that. Um, in this particular episode, I want to, I want to reference something very specific. Um, so when we talk about the need to impact the art, that is also another space where I'm at specifically about wanting to create more work that is more purposeful, has more depth. And I experienced in real time, um, from doing a performance for Twisted Elegance Las Vegas, we took a performance piece up to Seattle. Um, for the backstage show, um, the second annual show in the spotlight. Um, and they were, it was a celebration of diversity. And in this particular set, um, it was called the Telltale Heart. And it was basically me summarizing my feeling about my marital space, right? And as we were working on that project and that performance, one of my own dancers was working through her own loss of a significant relationship, right? And we had kind of talked about it a little bit back and forth while that project was happening. So fast forward to last night and I got to see my my same dancer do her own same level of in-depth storytelling with a piece that she used. Her name is Shana Boyle. 
Um, and she presented a piece and I got to help work on it. Um, I got to help do the music that she worked on. And one of the things that we did was she sat and she talked with me about how she felt what I did impacted the art space of telling a story so honest with what was happening in my own life. And she said that inspired me to want to tell my story, right? So when we talk about wanting to get out there and do work that is impacting people and it helps move the art forward, I got to experience what that was like in real time. And that was so beautiful to be able to watch someone flourish in such a way. Um, so I just want to give a shout out in this particular episode uh, to Shana and her entire cast of dancers that worked on the piece that she created. And she beautifully told her story. So I'm, I'm that much more cognizant of just whoever you are, whatever you're being, however you're showing up for other people, it makes such a difference. And this takes me right back to why the breakthrough is important is how us as a team are showing up for these dancers, you know, and how we're showing up for the community and how we're showing up for the art. Yes. Wow. That's pretty exciting that you were able to see that real time and it, and how impactful that was. And are you finding um, yeah. with these dancers that you're working with and uh, the, you know, des the feeling deserving and the confidence. And when you ask them, well, why do you dance? Do they say, do you get answers like, well, I want to be famous or I want to, you know, I want my name on lights or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for those kind of reasons? You get, you, you'll, well, yeah, I mean, you'll get, you'll, and that's kind of funny because you'll get um, what I call the surface level answer first, you know, the, the, the more two dimensional answer first. Oh, I want to dance for this artist. I want to book a tour. I want to, um, you know, perform around the world. Mm -hmm. Right. And so. The next thing that we can do as a team is engage and is like, okay, so once you accomplish that, then what? Now, what do you do? You know, what, what is, what is after that? You know, what would be fulfilling for you beyond that? Because that space does not last forever. You know, everything is always ebb and flow. Um, and when you engage dancers who haven't thought about that, then you see all their own wheels turning about why they want to do the craft work. And I, and I loved. I love always referring to it as craft work because watching Jimmy and Tina, these two masters in their spaces, they know what they're doing. They, they have a wealth of knowledge in the space. Um, and for them to pour that into people and to pour that into dancers, to get them to think more, more deeply about what your goal is. And part of that, because maybe the ones that you have are, are only so surface specific that could also be why you're you're having that level of resistance of of impediment on some end you know because you haven't taken the time to think a little bit farther past that and that will help you tap into your dancing a little bit more powerfully when you understand why you want to do that as a career or or whom you hope to impact as a result of doing it it's got to be so fulfilling to um be a mentor in this capacity and know that your life experiences with is, you know, not without purpose, like everything you've been through is benefiting the people that you're mentoring in, in one way or another. And like you said, you, you're getting some fulfillment yourself as well, because you're, you're in this, this different, uh -huh. um, this evolved, I, I just like the word evolved. I've been using that a lot actually lately because, you know, we're always in this state of change and, you know, this evolve, uh -huh. this uh, evolutionary kind of, and especially as artists, like that's what, 
it's what makes it so for me, that's what makes it so exciting to see, like you said, like this version of you doesn't mean that it's, and you go on to another version of you and all these different versions of you, as you had talked about it, one is not less than another. One is not more important than the other. They all yeah. play into yeah. the whole landscape of your journey, your process, like yeah. you said. And so being able yeah. to, you know, to hear this from you and, and just to reconnect and talk about this stuff, it's, it's super exciting. And you know, I'm all, I always get stuff from what you say, professor, I always call Joey professor because he also, <laughs> I've called him professor, professor since oh, I don't know wow. when, because I'm right. like, Oh gosh, he's yeah. Professor Cooper. <laughs> uh, I'll take it. I'm, I'm doing a lot better with ownership now, you know, in, in changing and changing that lens for myself. I, and I, I just, I just realized um, last night when we were doing carnival, um, this is the 20 year mark of me working in the dance community. Quite literally. I've been, I've, I've taught for over 15 years. I've been dancing in it for, for, for 20. And technically, I mean, you could go a little bit farther back if you want to, if I want to say like, I started really taking dancing seriously by the time I was 13. However, I didn't become a professional until I was 19. So, you know, understanding the role that one plays and you, you don't, necessarily get to take that mantle off if you end up impacting people that's it i mean you you've done you've done that and that person's life is altered forever because of something you've done so i i've i've always taken um working with people seriously like if you entrust your development to me i've always taken that very seriously and i, I would never take anything like that for granted um and at the exact same time understanding how I've been able to help people like, Oh my God. Um, a story from rehearsal. This is great. I'm in rehearsals with, um, a, a, these two talented guys. Uh, one guy's name is Jordan Julian. Another guy's name is Deshaun uh, Gamble. And this is the, the piece we're working on that was going to eventually be carnival. And while this was happening, um, prior to that, Jay had just gotten done with working with Mariah Carey. Right. So, and we're, when we talk, and when we talk, when we were on our first project for Twisted Elegance Las Vegas, I told them while we were all in that circle, like, I want you guys to understand, like, the level of development you're going to find inside this group is going to help you when you go out for real, like, real jobs, real auditions. And I said, I promise you, I'm not going to give you something you can't use and that you can't, um, have accessible to you. And furthermore, you know, I've, I've, I've had the opportunity to do this with a lot of people. And one of the people I'd mentioned in that rehearsal was like, um, uh, Brian Tanaka, right? Brian Tanaka was someone that worked with me in the very beginning. Like when I was just taking off in my own space of choreography and teaching and whatnot. And so when Jay gets put on the job from, from Mariah Carey, Brian is that, uh, project's creative director. So, they're having rehearsals and intermittently as rehearsals are going on and they take a break now and then Jay is telling me like, Oh my God, I had all these crazy conversations with Brian about you. And he's like, and, and he goes and in my own brain. He goes, I'm trying to understand like Joey did this for Brian Tanaka. Like you helped get him started. Like he was like, I'm trying to have that compute. And he goes and that, and he's, he was like, and Brian's telling me the kinds of things you did for him. He goes, so I want you to know, like, you are looked at so highly by all these other people. Um, you know, and, and your reach goes very, very, very far. Um, and so 
when you when you think about that, like I said, you, you don't get to take that off. You know, I'm, I'm taking that level of ownership now of being like, you know, those are parts of me being successful, seeing all these people that I've had the chance to work with and and train and and um, work alongside watching them succeed in their dreams and goals. That makes me feel like I've done something right with my own life on top of the fact. So that level of ownership, I'm, I'm taking it, I'm taking it with, a, with, with, with greater pride now. Well, I'm really glad to hear that. That's, that's, it's really just wonderful to hear you talk about all of that. And speaking of ownership and influence, um, you are doing that in Las Vegas. So what is, what is that like having the dance scene, you know, being in the dance scene there versus LA? So the thing that's different about the dance community in Las Vegas, um, the, the, they have a lot, they have a lot more bridge work to do, in my opinion, you know, bridge build and not bridge tear down. Um, so, and, and, and I'm, and I think the beautiful thing about me having been removed from it, like, meaning like I came from a completely different space, like I don't have any one perception of this person over the other. Like, I don't have anything clouding why I can or cannot work with a person or a group, right? I just go into spaces and try to, you know, provide the safest duration of time in a project that I can. And what I'm realizing now, which has been so wonderful, especially working with the Backstage Foundation, is if you go into a place with the right intention to make a positive impact, as long as that's what you stick to, that's what you're going to get. And that's where I'm at with what I want to do here in Las Vegas. I want to be a positive impact on the space. And I want to make contact with as many people as I can to accomplish that, to do that, because I understand just how far that can go. You know, when you, especially if you're a dancer, when you feel like you don't have anybody that's believing in you or investing in you or helping push you further along, it just takes one person to believe in you, just one, you know, and, and if you get lucky enough and you get two, meaning yourself and now that other person, that's a beautiful gift you know, of itself. So that's where I'm at with what I'm doing in Vegas is slowly doing projects here and there and, you know, getting to know some of these other organizations that are already out here. Like, I've, I mean, I've, I've been a big fan of Culture Shock as an organization since 2003, and I've had the pleasure of working with the Culture Shock Las Vegas uh, company here um, closely, which has been wonderful. I got to judge for World of Dance um, for a new segment that they were doing um, that was out here. And that was also courtesy of working with Culture Shock Las Vegas. Um, big, huge shout outs to them. Um, there's a lot of great people that are out here doing phenomenal work. There's a young lady. Uh, her name is Susan Salgado. She has uh, this thing called Industry Dance Day, where she invites some of the choreographer, uh, some of the industry's top choreographers in to really give one-to-one feedback um like in terms of that group of people, like giving them stronger tools to succeed in the industry. And these, um, she does these amazing panels. So there's a lot of people that are in Vegas that care about what's happening with the community. And, and, and I believe if all of us continue that level of work, we can get it to shift and we can get it to change. Like Kay Nicole is here. Yes. Yes. Like, it's so it's so crazy what people are out here and those are people that are doing residencies and and doing las vegas shows and bringing that knowledge back into the community space and we're we're all about sharing i mean that's where a lot of us are right now is like you know what can we give what can we share and how do we make this accessible for everybody we need more of that right now 
than anything. Yes, yes, in dance and in many other spaces, it's 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 definitely a thing that that we need. And I'm just I'm I'm so thankful that that you're able to share all of this, Joey. Like it's it's just refreshing to reconnect again, and and um, I'm excited to see what happens with um, breakthrough and backstage. And I know you have stuff in the works, I, I more stuff do. in the works. Yeah, we're. I'm gonna. I'm getting to everything a little like I. You know, I. I thought I was gonna be done with dance for a I know. while. Like I thought I was gonna be done. I know. Like done. I, I mean, I was. I was. Uh, I. And, and you know what? And what was funny at that time is I felt finished, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean I felt like I've yeah. done what I need mm-hmm. to do. Um, and now for where I'm, where I'm sitting now, I can see the importance of the work that I am doing, the great people that I get to do it with. And they're so, and these are inspiring individuals. I mean, watching Kari, you know, drive an entire organization to make dance opportunities more accessible to dancers who don't have monetary access to them and giving away scholarships and just seeing what these people have done with them, you know, and, and the, the, like I said, the, the level of wealth and knowledge that you get from working with Tina and with Jimmy and with Rodney, it's, it's unlike anything else. And, and when you put all of those personalities and that energy together with the same idea in mind, you know, to impact the space positively, to push it forward, um, and to give everyone more powerful self-actualization that is, oh my God, it's just like, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. I would have loved to have access to something like this when I was younger. I, I would have, I, I didn't think that, I, I wish something like this was possible, but, um, you know, we, we grew up mm-hmm. in a different time and the focus was different, goals were different, yeah. and the focus was definitely more on aesthetic and, okay, what, you know, how... And yeah. it's, it's yeah. changed quite a, There's still obviously some work to do in different things and different spaces, but it's, you know, it's, it's happening, which is great. It's, it's been happening and, and change is, is happening. Maybe some faster in some areas than others, but at least it's happening. There's progress. And I always say progress is progress and you're a huge part of that. So it's, it's, it's really cool. I agree. Cool to see that. So, um, any last words that you are thinking of right now that you'd like to share as we close out? And I will, again, say those two episodes that they should share and also where you want people to find you. Sure. Um, well, at least if, if I can impart anything, I guess, significant or important is embrace change. I've been doing a lot of meditation work. Um, it's become a part of what I would call like my, my spiritual practice. Right. And, you know, being still and allowing, that's probably one of the most powerful things I've come across like in the last few months. And I think that's what's impacted my opportunity to change. It's okay to sit still and be able to allow things to come into your space um, and allowing the things that are for not even just your greatest good, the greatest good for everyone, as or as I refer to it, the highest good, right? Um, inviting that into your space and change. The most beautiful thing that we have is change, you know, to be able to shift and to not be, you don't have to be this one version of you forever. You know, you can be who you are today. You can be 
that 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 next space um and it it is literally it is literally okay to take time and that is something that that for for a long while for me that was a tough one about how to be okay with taking one's time and allowing things to happen in their time uh allowing success to be of your own definition and not measured by other people um and not measured using comparison that's the most dangerous thing of all things right um as far as where you can find me well obviously for instagram uh j period entertainment it's actually the entire word the letter j the the word period and then entertainment that's how you can find me on instagram um you can follow the breakthrough experience on instagram as well um it's just b so j u s t b e um x p so that's where you can find more information about um the dates for the tour how to register um i encourage any and everyone who is a serious um dancer to come out to the cities that we're in i've never i've never seen anything like this and and i mean watching jimmy and tina get hands on like people are stretching and they're walking by straighten out people's legs and lifting people's torsos and then as combinations are being done you know they're getting they're you're getting notes in real time and and just watching dancers reactions to being like oh my god they can see they're looking at me <laughs> like they can see me like it is so i and, and just and just to say like you know there's just a lot of powerful work being done in the field. There's enough room for everybody. You can also follow the Backstage Foundation. Um, we encourage any and everyone, if you are an avid supporter of dance, please check out the backstagefoundation.org. Um, you can find out everything that we are up to, um, our rounds of scholarships that we provide. I've had the pleasure of designing two of them quite intently um and just working with the foundation so closely and bridge building and they're doing a lot of powerful work out in the community so when it comes to like organizations and people and spaces industry dance day by susan salgado um culture shock las vegas uh tuesday blend you know choreographers carnival from la like there's all these entities that are basically out there to become supporters of dancers reaching reaching for their dreams and making their dreams accessible and and that's what i believe in right now is making dreams more accessible and the only way we get to those places is together and that also involves doing work on oneself to change and to to get to being into your best self so that's where i'm at that's what i'm doing well that's an amazing place to be. And um, again, I'm going to link all of that information in the show notes, as well as, again, the two episodes that I would highly recommend you check out is episode number 148, Overcoming Imposter Syndrome, and episode number 183, The Bridge from Broken to Breakthrough. How appropriate, right? Thank you so much, Joey, for connecting again. I cannot wait to get to Vegas so I can get some more of that them lines choreography. <laughs> from you yeah come get some lines everybody's favorite you know everybody keeps asking me if i'm gonna end up teaching a little bit more and i'm 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 slowly getting there i've been subbing at millennium um i'll do their beginning intermediate classes a, a, a large handful of my friends are are ridiculously fabulous teachers there so you know hopefully that'll 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 materialize sooner than later in the meantime though when people ask me to do workshops i've been doing them and like i said like the stuff with jan fam we had a massive 
turn out for the Janet 30 event that was held um, in uh, Burbank. And when I tell you, Tina, um, she taught the entire 1993 VMA performance from top to bottom. We made a couple of small adjustments, but they learned four minutes and 53 seconds worth of dancing from that performance. And we're talking about that is the caliber of, of, of legend that is this woman and, and with, with Jimmy and like just these Titans. It's just, it's just crazy. There's just, there's a lot of good stuff out there. So I'm, I'm glad to be connected to that energy and it's recently influenced a lot of what I've created and made. And I'm, I'm hopeful to teach sooner than later again. I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. We're out. Okay. How do you feel, Mr. Professor? I good, good. I'm man, my favorite word, my favorite phrase is like I'm tired. I'm work I like I work 7 days a week. It is no joke. I am and again, just, you know, that's just kind of where the space is and I'm I think at, more than anything I'm just hopeful. That's and that's a, a refreshing feeling to have right now is to feel hopeful. To feel hopeful for change to feel hopeful that there can be better in the space. Um, and that's from love to finances, to job opportunities. Um, and, and, and like I said, for the future of, of dancing and even my own place in that space too. Yeah. And I, I feel very hopeful. I remember um, that post that you made that your mom, what your mom said to you. I thought that was Awesome. Yes. Yeah. My mom said to me once, baby, if your dreams take time, they just do. And then just seeing, like I said, you know, looking at the journey I've had and, you know, you go from being completely obscure and this person, this person sees what you can do and you're plucked from obscurity. You're and you're and all of a sudden all that work that you've been doing, it, it, it takes on greater meaning to you you know, because of someone else's belief in you. And I, I say this all the live long day, every, every day, all day, if it hadn't been for what Rodney did for me, for Jan Famine, having me become an honorary faculty member and it, it giving me the chance to show everybody what I've loved and appreciated for so long and that reaching the choreographers and, and even some of these people that I've already known and it just changed my level of legitimacy with those people and them being comfortable enough to not even just have me teach their work, but teach alongside them and aid them on jobs like that. I mean, ooh, ooh. <laughs> that, I mean, that's, I, I will owe that man for the rest of my life. I love him to death. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. And like I said, with Tina, the same thing. I mean, she'll call me or text me at the drop of a dime and she'll be like, Hey, I want to do X, Y, and Z. What do you think? What do we do? And I always say, you keep saying we, <laughs> but what are you going to be doing? You know, and what she's always, she's always, I mean, like you said, it, for being her Janet specific assistant, she's always been so inclusive of my thoughts on the material, what to do, why, you know what I mean? I, I, I couldn't be more grateful because I mean, that's, she doesn't have to ask me anything. She's like, here's what's happening. Here's what we're going to do. And I would just, all right. You know, but she always includes me in that space. And that's just amazing to have someone that you you have as your hero that becomes your friend and your friend considers you. Like she'll she'll text me to check up on me to see if I'm okay, you know, with regular everyday life and 
you know, we've become really great friends, which is just, like I said, like, it's just, it was just unexpected on so many different ends. And you find out that there's love there beyond just that working relationship, you know, and we don't ever really talk about anything Janet specific until we go into a job. So that's also been wonderful. It's like, I don't ever have to worry about that being some looming thing. That's not where my space of interest lies with this person. My space of interest lies with them as a person. And I, like I said, just, it's been a really crazy, interesting span of just seeing my whole space change. I mean, like I said, change has been my, mm-hmm. my, my jam for the past, you know, several months. And I had hoped that I would get to this place where I felt happy again, where I felt hopeful mm-hmm. again. And so now that I have some movement on that, I want to make good on that momentum. And like you said, timing, like, and what your mom says, it's the timing is, it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> like, all we can do is just yeah. is be in the moment and, and be, committed and invested in what we, you know, what we believe in, regardless of what's going on around us. Like sometimes I know you've, you know, you've had your dark days personally. I mean, personally, you've had. Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, 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 Jesus. Jesus. Oh, listen, listen, dark. I mean, I think that was, I think it was pitch black and a blindfold buried under Five miles of concrete. Mm-hmm. I mean, that. Uh, I mean, you're no. You couldn't be more right. And and the beautiful thing about even that is feeling like a feeling like a seed buried beneath dirt and still finding sunlight to grow. I think that that's what feels very powerful for me. Having all that stuff on top of me and still finding a way to go up through the soil anyway and reach towards whatever light was even the smallest sliver of light was still light. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to, to, to have that and, and feel like I'm blooming now or blossoming now, my mom, my mom had always said I was a late bloomer. That's I, she said that when I was a child, I was, she was like, you know, he's a little bit of a late bloomer, but he, he catches on quick and he's fast. I, mean, I just always used to hear her tell that to other parents when, when I was within earshot and I never really understood what that meant. And I'm seeing it more now. It's weird. Like I'm 42 and I'm, I'm experiencing greater career strides now than I had in the past. And I think all of that just comes back to that willingness to let things happen when they're supposed to, if something changes and it just changes, you have to be prepared to just go with that. Um, and you know, what are you committed to doing? You know, if my commitment is to be out there and do craft work and do work that I care about, then, you know, take the opportunities big or small as they come up and and everything will, will work itself out. Remember you are valuable. Your dreams are important and it's never too late to be great.